You are listening to a pleasure podcast. For more from our sex podcast collective, visit pleasurepodcasts.com. So I did take a poll. I said, do you want solo episode, solo mommy, or guest? I was worried, am I going to get my feelings hurt? Am I going to find out that everyone is really, really sick of me and wants a guest? And it turned out to be like 50-50. It was 52-48, and I'll take that. I will take that percentage. That means half of you are just like me. We're a little bit of a homebody now. I was thinking about the fact that as I've aged, I'm 33, I'll be 34 in September. I don't know how I feel about that. 34, 33, I'm just getting used to. I've still got time. I've still got time. But I've been thinking about how as I've aged, I've become more a little more fearful, maybe, a little more playing it safe. I don't know if it's because of my kids' ages. I don't know if it's the season that I'm in in life. But sometimes I'm like, I'm not as fun. I'm not as risk-taking. I've got limits within the risk. Maybe that's why I'm so excited about sex now, because that feels like a safer risk than like, getting cocaine from a stranger. You know what I mean? It just one feels like I might die and the other one, I may or may not come. What was the point of this? I'm more of a homebody than I ever used to be and I'm perfectly okay with that. I crave a social setting at times, but I gotta recharge. Girls gotta recharge. I know the introverts relate to that. I've never described myself as an introvert, but maybe just maybe she's an extroverted introvert and that is a real thing. Another label that you can choose from or fuck them all. So getting back to the poll results, 52% of y'all wanted a guest. A guest it will be. I recorded with the host of one of the hosts, half of the equation of Shit Talking Shrinks, another podcast. So it's always a delight talking to another podcaster because... They too have the gift of gab. Today I'm talking with Paulina and she is funny, refreshing, and oh so smart. And she's giving us the 411 on erotic blueprints. So this can help you not only understand yourself more and what arouses you and gets the juices of flowing, but you can learn your partners, you can converse about this topic together, and maybe this will inspire some new action in the bedroom. We had a lot of fun chatting. We giggled, we talked about cum fetishes, or what is it called? It's called snowballing. Oh my God, it just all flooded back to me. Do you know what snowballing is? Spoiler alert for the interview. Snowballing is when you exchange bodily fluid with your partner's mouth. Yeah, wow. I just like had that so raven moment. I previously recorded this interview just a few days ago. I turned this shit around fast. I'm filming this right now on Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day. That was yesterday. Happy fucking Monday. I don't know when you'll listen to this, but... My live is Mother's Day. I try to keep really in real time so y'all can just ride this ride, ride the Jordan ride. P.S. Happy Mother's Day to all the moms, including my fucking self. To all the moms that have dead moms like me, it's a sad time. We're a little bit emo to all the single moms. You know what? I don't know how you do it. You deserve fucking 18 awards and more presents than all of us. Truly. Fuck flowers. You need a vacation. I would. Yeah, you're the true MVPs that need and deserve the extra L-O-V-E on that day. And it's just not fair. Sometimes those holidays make us feel icky. I know that could be for anybody. There could be a birthday, a holiday, a time of the year that's just kind of 
triggering for you and you don't really particularly love it and you're like, why am I a moody cunt or why am I a moody asshole? And for some reason, that's just how the cookie's crumbling. On a scale of 1 to 10, how stoned do y'all think I am right now? 7.5, It's Mother's Day, so I'm allowed to be however the fuck I want. I went paddleboarding today. I had a Bloody Mary. I smoked a joint. I soaked up the sun. Welcome to the show. This is the horny fucking housewife. Are y'all ready for some listener questions? Because I've got them. I'm ready. I'm ready to shoot the shit. I think because I've been in the sun for so long that maybe I should run downstairs, go take a shot of Hornitos tequila, chase it with a Coke, little caffeine, come back here, rock out listener questions, and then plug in the interview. Kumbaya. Sounds like an enjoyable fucking episode. I can't tell if y'all are like, thank God she previously recorded this interview. There's a chance there's redemption for this episode. Or maybe you're like, this is a clusterfuck of beauty. Thank you. What a gift. That's the POV I think we should take. The latter, please. Let's do it. It's listener questions. And y'all have had so many. Y'all have written in so many. They're coming in from all over the fucking place. Social media, the website. I see them and so many are relatable. So just because you don't hear it right away doesn't mean it won't get read. Or maybe it'll never get read. But to the belly button writer in her, any Audi lover, I have heard from many other podcasters that you love to submit belly button shit. So I think there is a belly button man or woman out there doing belly button work. And it's one big belly button joke. Okay, here we go. Question number one. I'm letting them win. I'm giving them what they want. I just said belly button like 18 times. I'm sure they came. Okay, question number one. I'm a 32-year-old female who has really struggled to have a partner make me come. I can do it just fine on my own, but I have only had one or two partners able to make me come without my help or without the help of a vibrator. I really try not to use one. My current partner really wants to do it on his own, and it is starting to make him question my attraction to him. Help. Now, because she contacted me through social media, I was able to get a little context from her. And she went on to share essentially that she doesn't use a vibrator unless she's with the partner and she wants to come. She doesn't use one solo and that she's always been not super sensitive. I have girlfriends who tell me they are so sensitive and I am just not. I can totally touch my clit directly and it not send me over the edge. I am the same way. I completely relate. So I felt like when I read her question that we could help some other women out, that there's definitely 1 million quadrillion percent other girls that probably feel like their sensitive isn't, you know, you can't blow on it and climax, that there's got to be some work put in. She knows she can come. I'm sure with herself, she can come quickly She said it's a mental block. It's a combination of a mental block because she feels like maybe it's discouraging to the guy because it may take a few minutes. And that's the thing. The average amount of time a guy climaxes with penetration is five minutes. Five minutes. Five minutes. For a woman, it's 18. So guys understand. No, they do. Women, they're being educated. If they don't know, educate them. And there's many resources that they can find out that you are not a freak of nature. You're not an alien. And even if you were, doesn't matter. He wants to get you off. So don't get in your head. I know easier said than done. And men don't get discouraged. That's the easiest way to fuck it all up by getting in your head self-pressuring yourself like, oh, I got to get off. Like, oh, got to make him happy. No, 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 no. Tap into your senses, baby. Get present with it. And from what this listener said, she shared that 
basically in the moment. She's like, yeah, I can show him how I like to be touched and what feels good. But the understanding of how to show him how to do that on me on his own until I climax is where she struggles. And I think that becomes a communication thing then because yeah, you may struggle to find the words right away. You may not know really how to articulate what he physically needs to do, but I would hope that he's willing and that he wants to do this because that would take a lot of the pressure off of you of trying to like teach an unwilling student. So if he seems completely disinterested, then maybe he needs a little tap on the noggin or a thump in the head or break up with him. Just kidding. (laughs) But he should be down to want to help, want to figure this shit out with you. And you're just going to have to make the decision of I'm going to communicate what's working, what's not working, working together and going, I'm not going to stand in my own way. And I'm sure this will take practice and communication and being vulnerable. And for sure, Z's being intentional, setting time aside to practice this. Go like, we're going to spend X amount of time where I'm just eating you out, using my fingers, applying pressure, using a toy that you pick out that you think could be beneficial that doesn't vibrate. Not to sound like a saleswoman, but educated would totally be up your alley because I think you need something to inspire you. I mean, this is a great resource right here, but something to inspire you and give you the curiosity without all of the pressure and self-doubt. And I always say, if you really can't seem to figure something out, go back to the basics and go back to solo masturbation. Have some time alone where you feel zilch, not a pressure of another person's presence to perform, to make sure he feels okay. The whole part of you saying that it's making him question your attraction to him. Guys listening, if your girl is struggling to climax, like please don't fucking make it about you. Ladies, if it's about him, you're only doing yourself a disservice by not telling him, by not informing him, then that's on you and that's your bad shame, shame, shame. I'm taking my top finger, my top finger, my right finger, and I'm rubbing it against my other left finger like sticks and saying, shame on you. You got to fucking tell him. And guys, if you're in your head and you think it's about you, ask her. Don't be a pussy. Everyone stop being a pussy and just ask the question. I love asking the question. Maybe that's desperado to you. I don't know. I sleep like a baby at night because I ask the question and I get an answer. Yeah, maybe you don't always like the answer to the question. Maybe it helps you realize some things. You got to tweak some things, figure some shit out, but at least you're not all up in your head because that's a darker, scarier place if you know you know. If you haven't already, I would explain to him and share, hey, I'm having a teaching my pussy crisis, or you don't have to say it like that, but be like, I'm on a clit journey. Don't say it like that. I don't care how you say it. Say, don't make it about you. It's not about you. You want it to be about me? Do we want me to go yippee? Then go on the journey with me. Follow suit. Get those fingers to work, that tongue to work, that dick to work. And let's figure this out together because we love fucking each other. Make sure you stroke his ego. Make sure you compliment his dick. Make sure you make him feel loved and seen. You know why I think you should do that? Because I would want that. So that's why I think that maybe they would too. Because I'd want a little pat on the head, a little good girl. Man, am I fucked up? Do I need therapy? Maybe. She does. Yes. Also, I thought of some really horrible, horrible toxic advice to say if he is really all in his fucking head and you need to fake it once in a blue moon so that he thinks he's doing something right, even though it has nothing to do with him. Oh my God, I can't even believe I went that low. That's some fraudulent fitness trainer that got a BBL shit. I'm always like, never fake it. Don't affirm what doesn't work. And honestly, dear listener who asked this, don't you dare betray yourself. 
and be a faker. You need to figure it out and he needs to sign up, get on board and get her done. I believe in you. You need to have some clit affirmations. You are not broken and you are so capable. And just because you need some extra friction, doesn't matter what you look like. Doesn't matter what you need. It's it's hot. So do it just like you do it when you're alone and do that with him. And practice makes perfect, baby. And if you need your vibe every now and then, don't feel like shit about it. Don't feel the shame. Feel the pleasure. Moving on to question number two. Time to get to the husbands. Okay, here we go. My wife and I have been together for 15 years. We are making huge efforts to bring some spark back into the bedroom. I've always wanted to try anal, but she's never shown any interest. Recently, we have experimented with me eating her ass, which I absolutely love. It turns me on to hear her enjoy it. I've began to slowly play with her asshole in certain positions. She has not been open to a butt plug or anal penetration. She has not drawn a hard line. How do I go about getting her to open up to the idea? Thanks, love the podcast. This has helped our bedroom struggles tremendously. Well, first off, obviously, I love hearing that the podcast has helped, but I think that things are going to go amazingly, swimmingly, stay hopeful, stay optimistic, stay positive, and stay appreciative. Please express gratitude. A million quadrillion percent express gratitude. And if you're like, she's going to know I'm kissing her ass because she knows I want her asshole. It's better than not kissing her ass. It's better than just taking and taking and taking. So, you know, don't like, you don't want her going, I give an inch and you take a mile. You're never satisfied. You're just a pig. You don't want her to be in that headspace. You want to praise her for any bravery she's had in the bedroom or curiosity or willingness. Make sure you're showing her love and appreciation in the way she likes to feel loved. So if she's a words of affirmation girl, that should be easy as fuck. If she's a physical touch girl, bingo was his name-o, you're a lucky man. But maybe she's a gifts girl. Maybe she's an acts of service, a quality time. Make sure you're showing her in the way that she likes to be shown. It goes a long way. It doesn't go unnoticed, I think, for the most part, especially if you're being thoughtful and we're like, oh, okay, okay, that goes a long way. That's the little brownie points. That's the, ooh, I love and appreciate my man back. From what it sounds like, no hard line has been drawn, like you said, so she doesn't sound terribly opposed, and it sounds like y'all have had progress, that it's escalated in different ways, and you know your wife more than anyone else, so whether she responds well to watching porn together and you see something that like dabbles with anal play, or maybe she's more of a learner and a educated course or just hopping on Google or listening to podcasts about anal. I think a major, big, totally 100 definite thing you should do is find out her fears around anal or maybe her where her reservations, that's a better word, I guess, around anal sex are or why there's a disinterest. Is there something that's off-putting, something she has doubts about or she's insecure about? So finding those out and then seeing where a resolution would be because you can definitely ease into something. You can definitely take your time and really go slow and be intentional and make a more make it a more comfortable, pleasurable experience experience. And she might have in her head that you just want to get in there and go to pound town and tear her asshole up. And she's like, I don't want that to happen to my butthole. I like my butthole and I'm afraid for my butthole. So easy does it and hold steady and patience is a virtue. And I don't always say patience is a virtue. Sometimes I think patience is really fucking stupid and totally overrated. But when it comes to assholes, patience is a virtue. Quote me. So yeah, maybe she's never into plugs. Maybe she doesn't want something permanently in her butthole. And you know what? Maybe you don't even realize, but you probably don't even want a girl who wants something in her butthole all the time. Keep eating her ass. 
incorporate some fingers. Let it graduate naturally. And I think you really should incorporate those fingers when you're inside of her. And I know that feels good when you're getting your ass eaten, but when something's in your pussy, or maybe you have a toy in there, but with the double, with the pleasure of the pussy, maybe rubber clit, and that buildup and that pleasure and that blood flow there, and then you combine it with a little anal play can really be enjoyable and then take away from maybe any discomfort or heightened sense you would feel if it was just strictly butthole penetration. Did that make sense? Long story short, that means put something in her pussy while you're putting a finger in and see how that goes over. I'm sure you'll be able to read her. I think she's going to love it. Wives listening, if your husband has been trying to get in there in some way and maybe you've kind of been like, you know, I'm, I'm liking the sensation. I'm liking it being touched, but I just don't know. Just go for it. Get your Uber lube and fucking go for it. I do strongly recommend <laughs> that the Uber lube is present because spit's hot, okay? Spit's hot, but we don't leave lube out. Let's do the spit for aesthetics. Let's do the spit to be nasty, okay? Spit in each other's mouths. Spit on his dick. Spit on her pussy. Use lube for the butthole. You're welcome. And lastly, to this listener, if you want her to open up, you're going to have to open up as well. You want something, you give it, create that atmosphere for that conversation. Maybe this is great pillow talk, post-sex, post-great sex, where you're reading her, respecting her, pleasuring her, and then you tell her how hot it is when XYZ and you're just so curious and obsessed with her body and you just want every inch of her and you would just love to give her pleasure in a new way. Like what are her thoughts? What are her hesitations? What sounds not appealing? You crave every inch of her. She's your sex goddess. I think if you stay with that verbiage, I think she will be open and receptive. Let me know how it goes. <laughs> Last question. And if on social media I said I was going to answer your question, stay tuned for next week because we just can't fit them all this week. We just can't fit them all. But hold tight. Here we go. I fucked up. I have been recently fantasizing about my husband's past hookups. Ooh, retroactive jealousy alert. He basically has had women throwing themselves at him his whole life before we started dating, and I've been secretly imagining it and getting off to it. I told him about it recently, and last night while we were fooling around, I asked for a story. Well, he told me the story in detail, like I asked for, and now I feel sick to my fucking stomach. I added the fucking in there. Definitely didn't think it would backfire like this. I thought I'd be able to handle it, and I was so wrong. Any way of recovering from this definitely made me realize I would never be able to see anything like this play out in real life. Thanks, girl. Oh, bitch. You and me both. Now, okay. Okay. So I've totally asked for stories, and I don't, I'm sure he's a fucking liar. But after, I'll be like, was that really how it went down? He's like, no, I like... You asked for a story, so I just like went with it. Like, and I'm sure it was totally fucking true. And I just want to slam my head through drywall, but I also want to get off to it. So you asked for it. You, uh, you're like, I know, I know, I know. And maybe he is a liar, liar, pants on fire. Maybe he's totally painting that picture way cooler than it really was. And that girl was like, bitch, it did not go down like that. But does it even matter? And if anything, you should feel like, damn, I have a sexy man who knows how to fuck and he's mine now. He's fucking mine. And he wanted to be with me, moi. And he thinks you are such a fucking cool bad bitch. He's like, oh my fucking God. My wife had me tell her a dirty fucking story about me fucking another girl. Like, did I die and go to heaven? Who did I marry? Love her. He knows this is dirty talk. I'm, I'm hoping he does. 
maybe I'm lucky and I, my husband knows that when things are like novelty. And if I was like, I check him with them, like, you know, I missed talk. He knows. He's like, oh, I fucking know. Like, I know you crazy bitch. I know. So, hey, you found out it was all in good fun. And I guess it wasn't fun for you, but it doesn't mean it doesn't ever have to be again. You know, maybe you want to like throw up and come. <laughs> You're like, no, no, no. Maybe you don't want to talk dirty like this. Don't say from now on, can you please tell me a fictional story? Can you please make up a girl coming into your work, delivering a package and getting naked or some, just something really porny that wouldn't happen in real life or isn't happening in real life? Don't ask for a real story. No nonfiction stories if you can't handle it. But just know it is on you to embody that bad bitch. It is on you to remind yourself who you fucking are. Say, what would the most secure version of myself do? If I was a totally secure in myself bad bitch, how would I be handling? How would I be acting right now in this situation if I was that bitch and be that bitch? And I've done that. Sometimes that really helps me. Do I epically fail sometimes and throw that out the window and go, I don't fucking care. I want to be crazy. Yes. But sometimes I go, I'm going to be that bitch. I'm going to rise above. And it feels significantly better most of the time. I don't know if this was a very niche question. I think it was our bitch's niche. I know the Horny Housewife women listeners were all like, Kumbaya, my lord. Kumbaya. I see you, sister. I see you. So men, just chill. Ride through this. Stick around for the erotic blueprints. Learn how your wife's pussy gets wet. Can't hurt. Definitely can't hurt. And to my sweet listener who feels like maybe she took it too far and now she can't get the loop, the story loop out of her head of her man fucking this other dumb bitch, don't do it to yourself. You're torturing yourself. You're torturing yourself. Did you like the dirty story or not? And if the only reason you didn't like it was because it was true, I think it's an easy clarification not only can you tell them what kind you do like and the style, the fiction of it all, so now he knows better, he won't bring that up again, and you don't have to feel like that again. But again, it all boils down to mindset, internal dialogue, and a decision. If you want to submit a listener question truly anonymously, Go to my website, thehornyhousewifepodcast.com, or you can submit through Instagram. I still protect your anonymity, duh, at underscore the horny housewife podcast. Okay, everyone, I've got Paulina Siegel. She is a licensed clinical social worker, a certified addictions counselor, a master level mindfulness practitioner, and the owner of Courage Paths Counseling. Her and I specifically are discussing erotic blueprints along with like chit-chatting, giggling, talking shit about our own sensual and sexual preferences, as well as how you can implement this in your own relationship use these tools to spice it up, improve your sex life, and improve your connection. So without further ado, here we go. Hello, Pauline. I'm so excited to chat with you. I'm sad your co-host isn't here, but I'm so happy you're here. I know. I'm happy to be here, and it's it's an honor to get to finally chat with you, Jordan, in this intimate setting. Give me, Give the listeners a little bit of background of who I'm talking to and why this is your passion, long story short. You got it. Okay. So hi, everyone. Paulina Siegel or Polly Siegel. Um, I am the host of Shit Talking Shrinks, which is a podcast on a variety of mental health topics, the human experience, society at large, and my fabulous co-host, Victoria Aaron, who sadly is dealing with bullshit technology issues. Um, that's yeah. how it always gets us. Um, but 
Yeah, we we love our podcast. We get to talk to incredible people in the mental health field. Um, and then I'm also a business owner, um, the founder of Courageous Pass Counseling, which is my counseling practice in Illinois and Colorado. And so, you know, I often get the topic of like sexually, I'm not connecting with my partner or I feel like my partner's not meeting my sexual needs. Mm -hmm. I'm feeling really sexually disconnected. And it's like, it comes up day in and day out. And I know how many people are suffering out there where they want to feel the juiciness and the yumminess Mm -hmm. sexually, but there's just this incongruence and this mismatch. So I'm I'm excited to process that with you today. I'm excited to chat about this because that really is just a common thing you hear. And a lot of the listeners are married. Like I would say most of my demographic are long-term relationship. And there's a mix. I think mostly they're monogamous couples, but there's some other couples, monogamish, if you will, or maybe (laughs) they're into alternative lifestyle and like more power to them. I think if it comes from a healthy, intentional, like we're going to stay communicating and honor each other's boundaries, then more power to them. I mean, obviously there's toxic shit everywhere. But the number one thing they talk about is mismatched libido. I know I get a lot of guys that are like, I wish my wife wanted to to have sex more. And then there's some women who go, I'm actually the high drive spouse. And I feel so rejected because usually you hear the guys are just, they're ready to go. They want to have sex all the time. So like, what's wrong with me kind of thing. Right. And so I know there's so many factors that come along with it, but from your viewpoint and with your credentials, like how do you view what's going on when a couple comes to you and are like, we're not compatible sexually? Yeah. And and actually what's so interesting is I only do individual work. So I'm only seeing one person. And so I'm getting one side of the coin where it's like, there's probably so much more nuance and so many things more at play that I just can't, you know, see because of just the nature of working with the one individual. But yeah, there's this mismatch. There's this incongruence. There's, I want to be intimate and I want to connect and I want to fuck and I want to have fun and I want to be free and I want to be liberated. I just can't seem to get in sync with my partner. And so it's really interesting. You know, a lot of people in the clinical world are starting to look at a concept called your erotic blueprint, that every person has an erotic blueprint that's sort of part of the way that they navigate sexual experiences. And it could be in your marriage. It could also be when you were single and you were just out there having fun. And it's like when we can learn our erotic blueprint, then we can actually understand not only ourselves, but then we can look at the other person's erotic blueprint and see the mismatchness and better accommodate the other person because we have a greater understanding. Gotcha. Because if you don't know what you're working with, then you won't know the solutions at hand. Or I guess it's a conversation starter too. So you're going to have to enlighten me because I don't know what the erotic blueprint print is. I've heard of it. I'm sure I, I I think a while back, if you've listened since the beginning, maybe a long ass time ago, this was <laughs> mentioned, but I'm not an expert. So you're going to have to teach me. Oh, I love it. And then I feel like each of each, you know, one will go into and process out loud and make it really tangible and understandable for everyone. Okay. So um, I've got my notes. I'm a notes girl because I have so much love going it. on in my brain. But okay, so one of the types is called the sensual blueprint. Okay. So the sensual blueprint is someone who gets turned on by using their five senses, right? They're turned on. Which I talk about all the time. I think that's a good way to get present. Would you agree? 100%. Like tapping into them. The best ways to get present is using our five senses. Yeah. Okay. Keep going. Keep going. So the sensual blueprint, you know, they're turned on by smell, by touch, what they can hear, what they can see. When their five senses are activated, it's very erotic and, and creates that arousal that's like, yeah, let's go. Let's have fun. Um, and yeah. the setting matters a lot. Like uh, someone with the sensual blueprint will want to have the setting be yummy. So that might be with candles or have you know, the, the atmosphere. atmosphere be beautiful. Yeah, or the atmosphere just be like, 
sexy and exciting. And um, okay. there's there's sort of this full body orgasm that comes with the sensual blueprint because a full body orgasm comes when we're using our five senses. Yeah. I, I mean, have you heard of, I'm pronouncing it wrong, maybe Tantra, Tantric, yes. is it Tantra? Is that kind of a very sensual act because you're super into the breath and being yes. super present and it's kind of like sensual and a little bit spiritual maybe even? Yeah, you just crushed it. Totally. That yeah. would align really nicely because it's this mindful, intentional engagement. You're fully in using all of what evolution has given us, which is like mm -hmm. the senses to orient. And so the sensual blueprint, that matters a lot sexually. I feel like I could be that maybe part of the time, but I think I'm like a mixture of all the things probably. What's the I think one? I think you are a mixture of all the yeah, things. You're like, you're listening. like all of <laughs> It sounds kind of like romantic and intimate and connecting, but it's like I feel like at certain times, like sometimes I want to make love and then sometimes I want to fuck. Totally. You totally. Know? Do you yeah. feel like a part of you identifies with the sensual? Yes. I will. I believe just from my own work in this area that I am the shape shifter. And I think you okay. are the shapeshifter too. So that's sensual. Then we have the sexual blueprint. So this is what we stereotypically think about when it comes to just being turned on. Nudity, genitals, orgasm. Men. Yes. Mm. I think men, you know, no. stereotypically fall into this category, right? It's like that porn. Was that was like <laughs> <laughs> But you're not wrong. Yeah. Like you're not wrong. It's what we stereotypically in societal messaging think when it comes to eroticism. Okay. Because they're visual creatures. They appreciate. So you said pornography, nudity, what else? Genitals, orgasm, penetration. It's just like very straightforward when you think of sex and intimacy, that is the sexual blueprint. And also okay. it's like very straightforward. It's very simplistic. It's like when you do this, I feel good. When I see your naked body when we're sexting, okay. I'm I'm kind invigorated. Yeah. Maybe like an animalistic, like a yeah. Okay. For the man totally to spread primal. And women feel like that. Sometimes they feel primal or like you're in heat a little bit. Maybe when you're ovulating, you feel like a little more like that. Totally. No, I think the way you just said it is brilliant. It's primal. It's primitive. It's very straightforward and simplistic. If you're naked and you're standing in front of me, I want to fucking go. Like I'm ready. I'm zero to 60. Like it doesn't take a lot of complexity. It's like when they have, when they see the genitals and they see your They're naked ready. body and they see like the green light, it's easy. You just move forward. Yeah. Skipping the foreplay or just really getting in there. Totally. <laughs> <laughs> Although can we really ever skip foreplay? Like, I, I don't enjoy it. Sometimes I'm like, at least go get the lubricant. You know what I mean? Don't <laughs> just like assume at any moment, which sometimes I will think my partner is trying to be sexy. You know what I mean? Like I know he, because I'll tell him I like, I like when you're dominant and assertive because I, I totally like being submissive in the bedroom. So sometimes I know he's trying to like be sexy in the way that I, you know, share with him. But sometimes totally. I'm like, not like not now. You know what I mean? Like, can you be a little kinder? He's very willing. As long as you have a willing person who's like to hear you out, I think you're good to go. Willingness is key. Everything. Like it's everything. It's everything. Dump yeah. them if they're not willing. Agreed. If you're with someone who's very rigid and calculated and like everything has to have that structure, it is not mm -hmm. hot not hot. And that goes for both women and men. And and sometimes that's hard to hear as women. And I think after kids, we can get so like life just changes and you ha you're running this machine almost like because you give so many fucks. I mean, a lot of women can identify with feeling like they lose their identity after children. And then you become kind of these roles and and then you're like, oh my God, I'm like not exuding any sexiness. 
And I think just kind of catching it and then doing the things you love again. I'm going on a mom tangent, but truly yeah. it's not sexy when you're just have a stick up your butt all the time. So sometimes you have to get back in the self-care and loving yourself to get there. Well, in Jordan, what's so interesting is it's not only it's not only unsexy. I don't think that's a word, but we're going to go yeah. with it <laughs> for the other person. But it's not sexy for the person that's rigid. Yes, yes. it doesn't feel good. It, it doesn't, doesn't feel, feel good. good. You're missing out. Sometimes you don't even know you're missing out because it's become like your autopilot. Right. So, ask yeah. yourself: Do I have a little twig lodged up my butt? <laughs> <laughs> How many tampons have I lodged up my pussy that are stuck up there? Have you ever had two in there and you didn't know that there was two up there? This is TMI. I have. I have. That was disgusting. I might edit that out. <laughs> <laughs> I might not make that in there. You're like, where's the tampon part? She took it out. <laughs> what is the next? Is this does this make a thing where it spells a letter or no? No, no acronym. What is that called? Okay. An acronym. Yeah. An acronym. Um, that would have been cool. I know. They should have yeah. they should Bummer. have done that. Okay. So the next one is the energetic type. Okay. okay. So we've gone through sensual type, sexual mm. type, and now we're on energetic type. This one's in turn, like this person is turned on by anticipation, by teasing, mm. by yearning, by mm. like longing. So this is the person mm. that gets like jacked up from texting. Like, I want you so bad. Yeah, what are you yeah. going to do to me? When you get home, I'm going to blank. Like, I can't right. wait to do blank, right? It's creating like mm -hmm. a lot of um, sexual charge just through yearning. Yeah. Energetic mm -hmm. transfer. Yeah. Okay. I'm totally into that. Right. Same. I am. I like that. That's like a high. I think it's because we like the dopamine hits or something. Totally. Is that what it is? Yeah, because your brain is releasing serotonin and oxytocin and dopamine. And you're like, I just want to be fucking ravished. And I know mm -hmm. it's coming. Like it hasn't mm -hmm. happened yet, but I'm I have a lady boner waiting for it. And it feel yeah, it's like validate. I feel pursued. I feel desired. That like yes. external validation that I'm seeking. Yeah. <laughs> No, one of my yeah. favorite things is like the the sexting or the the talk before it happens, right? So this mm -hmm. is this is one mm -hmm. of and again, I think up. we're both shapeshifters. We'll get to that yeah. one. But like just that like I'm going to do this and I can't wait to do that and you're going to feel blank and you're going to experience blank like oh, that makes me so happy and yummy. I have a question. Have you ever experienced such a wonderful buildup to be like, it lasted four and a half minutes and like, <laughs> you're like, we didn't even like have an opportunity to get to some of the things we were discussing to do. And you're like, womp, womp, Okay. So I had, the, this is like a really, I don't know if it's a, it's not a fond memory because it was such a letdown. <laughs> but I was like not sexting with this guy. It was not fond. It was not, I fuck that. <laughs> and it was hot. Like he was describing everything he was going to do to me, moment to moment, play by play, descriptive words. Like it was, I could close my eyes and already feel it. That's how yeah. good it was. Wow. Sounds and like a he, poet. He came in yeah. his pants. Oh, like, no, like we got day. together, like all day we were sexting. And then when I saw him and we started kissing, he jizzed in his pants. And I'm oh like, oh my God. No. Why didn't he jerk off before? I'm like, why didn't he should have jerked off and then reread re all the text and right. then came to you? That would have been my bro advice. I don't know if that's good advice, but. It's good advice. Like yeah. come <laughs> and then start over when you're yeah. less like. You know, excited. Yeah. He probably was like, had his hand in his pants all day, you know, just like kind of fondling <laughs> it while he was talking to you. He was and just then, edging, edging yeah. all day and then fucked up. Exploded. Yeah. Oh, uh, bummer. I'm sorry. That's a, that is, but that was a worse memory for him. For sure. He mm -hmm. definitely thought that was a way worse memory than what you thought it was. 100%. That was probably devastating for him. I'll never forget the time he came in his pants after talking a huge game. 
Huge game. We're talking massive <laughs> game, okay? So what happened? Did he, did y'all ever fuck again? No. Oh my gosh. Why did you not give him a chance or was he so ashamed? He probably ran away in shame. I think I truly, this was a while ago. This is when I was 21, okay? And I'm in my- Oh, we like, were all sluts. Yeah. Right, right. <laughs> totally. All, so I think he felt so embarrassed and so ashamed that he just disappeared. Bummer. But yeah, he's he still remembers that story. 100%. 100 yeah. percent okay energetic so i feel like i'm definitely essential i'm all of them that you've named so far what's our okay. next one the next one is the kinky type but not in the way you're thinking okay, okay. this is the word is a little misleading so the kinky type is you're turned on by your vision of taboo so it's very Ooh. individualistic like my yes. taboo is different than your taboo jordan for sure but you're basically like into the psychological or the the sensation of taboo. So psychological might be like power dynamics, like okay. one person being more dominant, one person being yeah. more submissive yes. or a switch. Or you're turned on by sensations, the rope against your hands, the the metal against your hand, you know, when you put your handcuffs on and the coldness mm-hmm. hits your skin. So it's anything that you feel is taboo or sort of um Naughty. Not doesn't naughty. Yep. Yeah. But and it's like yeah, for sure. And there are things that I like am into that I or like say dirty talking, say talking about things, but that you would never want to do in real life. Does that make sense? Like you can mm-hmm. talk about it and be into it. I did an episode on fetishes or like kinks one time, and then I was like, holy shit, I'm vanilla. Like, you know, I thought that I was freaky, and I guess I'm not <laughs> because there's some shit out there that is way more spicy, but I, I get what you're saying. It's kind of relative, right? It's whatever you think is freaky deaky. Freaky deaky. But, and and then again, we don't even want to be judgmental. Like what's freaky deaky to you might be so vanilla to another person and it's not right or wrong. It's not good or bad. It's just like our perception of taboo is constructed from our own life experiences, yes. our own um, involvement socially. I think I think it is is celebrated. Like I'm trying to think of an example. Um, like, you know, I have clients where just using handcuffs feels uber taboo. And then I have clients that right. are like pissing my mouth. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. And it's like don't yuck another person's yum kind of thing. And perspective is everything. For sure. Like the couples out there swapping regularly, like handcuffs is nothing. That is, you know what I mean? There's just, they're doing some other cool stuff. You know what I recently discovered that I'm super into that I think a lot of people will probably think I'm a freak, but I'm going for it. Okay, let's go I am really into snowballing. Do you know what snowballing is? You're going to have to teach me what snowballing is. Okay, so is it a thing with cum? Yes. And you snowball the cum. You have multiple loads inside of you. Good guess, but not quite. Okay. <laughs> um, you okay, take so- the cum and you ball it up. <laughs> no. You create one large cummy <laughs> ball. <laughs> you throw it. <laughs> yeah, you throw okay, it in no. their face. Yeah. Um, no. So it's when, okay, I'll just do it more in like a heterosexual setting. Okay. It's like you okay. give a blow job, they come in your mouth, and then you transfer the cum and make them swallow it. Oh, oh. I participated in this and my jaw went to the floor and mm-hmm. I still think that's the hottest thing in the entire world. So yeah, you're into snowballing? Is that I'm what you're snow- saying? I can't wait to say that now. I cannot wait to tell my husband that he's a snowballer. Fuck! I'm so happy you're into this because everyone yucks yeah. this for me. No, no. That's so hot. And then like that man is so sexy and confident in the heterosexual way that you said. That is hot, I think. Totally. That's hot for anyone. For and let me, their juices. Let, me get ex- let me make this more exciting for you, Jordan. You can okay. figure out so many different ways to transfer cum. You could put it, you could dribble so it into their mouth. Fetish, you could make them drink it. I mean, just the possibilities are endless. Okay. Do you like cum in every form, or, form and way or like specifically 
like transferring it. I think it's specifically watching that person just drink it or yeah. swallow it or enjoy it. Okay. Because that's pretty taboo, right? Most men aren't stereotypically <sighs> into their own cum, especially swallowing Maybe because I hear people just share like stories that horrify me sometimes. It doesn't seem that bad to me what you're saying at all. Yeah. I know. <laughs> I, know. I think that's enjoyed by more people than people admit maybe even. I agree. But yeah, I know because that's only because men have that have been really like ashamed or like instilled with some like, oh my God, I would never have come in my mouth. You know what I mean? Like how before men were so like, no, one touch my butthole. Uh, it's like <laughs> now they're like, please touch my butthole. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? People will write to me and be like, I like my butthole touch. Am I gay? I'm like, Jesus Christ. Like what? <laughs> That's the other shit is like, so, oh, my no. asshole that's fucking gay. <laughs> Oh, come gay. It's like, (laughs) what? It just makes me think they're a douchebag, but, or, or I should, I should feel bad for them. I should be like, you're missing out. And it's just kind of like, they don't, ignorant, I guess. Right. Right. Not calling anyone a name a little bit, I guess I am, but don't, yeah. Let's call people Don't knock it till you try it. Exactly. (laughs) So for anyone out there, make your partner drink cum. You won't be sorry. <laughs> That's your homework, guys. Exchange bodily fluids if you're willing to participate. Do your homework. Do your homework. No, but people are going to write in and say they did it. So great. I'll it I would love them. to hear about it. Okay, last but very not least, the shapeshifter type. So this is the person that's turned on by everything. The sexual, the sensual, the kinky, the energetic. Like they are the most versatile blueprint. So they're like the chameleon, right? They can change okay. based on the partner they're you. encountering. Yeah, that's me and you. Okay. And a lot of the people listening, I'm sure. For some reason, yeah. I just feel it. Yeah. No, I, I mean, okay. I think it's more common. Like I've had partners where I have to be more of the kink blueprint or the sexual blueprint and then other partners that are strictly sensual. And it's like, it's so cool to be this particular one because you can ebb and flow and intuitively feel in those encounters. Okay. And so when, if people are out there listening and they're like now discovering what erotic blueprints are and are figuring out. And like, that's a great conversation starter. Listening to this as a couple <clears throat> could be a great way to converse about it. And then I'm sure there's like what an online quiz people could take, or do you think people just know? Well, I think some of it's intuitive, right? Like if you're very right. connected to your sexual, um, self. self, then I think you're kind of probably nodding your head as we go through all of these and being like, yeah. yep, that's me. No, that's not me. But there is a quiz that you can take. And I think I encourage people to take this quiz. I can send it or we'll put it in the show notes um, okay, yeah. where essentially you discover yours and then your partner takes it and you really evaluate what are the differences and how does your blueprint compare to the other person's what are sort of the the compromises that can be made where each partner tends to the other person's blueprint mm-hmm. with more awareness and intention. And then you just allow that flow to be better so that there's not that same incongruence and mismatch that's yeah. so annoying. True that. Yeah. I think that'll give good insight. And then it can, you can also, this will like spark some creativity in the bedroom maybe and inspire you to fulfill or like maybe you find out you're the same. I don't know. It could definitely inspire something new to spice it up in the bedroom. Totally. Totally. I know we, what if we, what if we did a little role play? Like you and I pretend we're different blueprints and then we like help listeners figure out like how to discuss it. What we would do. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to be the sensual blueprint hypothetically. And which one do you think is a good mismatch for me, energetic or the or the should I be the sexual one? Which one I think the I be? sexual one and sensual okay. tend to be a mismatch. They tend to be conflicting. Okay. So you come to me saying you want more romance. Is that what you would do? Are we role playing like yeah. a, like an argument yeah. kind of? Okay. Well, we're role playing the discussion that you can have with your partner if you do have a mismatched blueprint. So like in this, I might say to you, "Hey, I need us to really use our five senses." 
Like I need to feel like the environment I'm in is really visually appealing. I need to smell like your scent. I need okay. to maybe have candles or I need to touch something that's soft or silky. Like I would invite my partner to like create an experience that allows me to engage my five senses. Yeah. Inverse, like I would say that I would need to be more intentional and willing to understand what that meant because that doesn't come naturally to me because that is not what I'm like. And so that's not my go-to or how I think about it. So I'm going to have to learn more about what that means and then be intentional about it to create what my, what you need, what you want in this experience. And so, but for me, say I felt like I'm playing devil's advocate, but what if I felt like I'm this person and I felt like my partner really didn't take any time to maybe dress up or like look nice for me Mm -hmm. and I'm the visual sexual person and I went to them and were like, I would love if you got wore lingerie. Is that offensive? Do you think to say to the to say to someone? No, not at all. Because as much as I'm asking you to create an experience for me using my five senses, you have every right to ask of me. Like I want to visually look at you in this yummy, sexy, erotic way. Yeah. So as we look at the compromise between the blueprints, it's both people have to lean in. Both people have to keep the other blueprint in mind and have awareness and and willingness to go, okay, I need to shift a little bit. I need to step into different spaces and territories that are going to feel like sexy to the other person. So like in that, maybe one partner has the candles and the soft blankets and you know is using tactile stimulation, but then the other person is wearing lingerie, right? And is wearing an outfit. Mm-hmm. Right, mm-hmm. right. Having or making like, sure the lingerie, you know, shows your tits in an amazing way, or like there, it's crotchless, so that that yes. person can see, you know, every part of your beautiful vagina. Yes, I think that's ideal for men because sometimes men, I'm like, why do you want to buy lingerie that covers you and they're going to take it off right away? Just go ahead and have access to the goods. But yeah, I think that's a great, a great Rihanna. I could. Uh, way to describe that conversation because I think that was really relatable because I know a lot of women write in and say that they feel like their husband just wants the visual and they want to connect. So I think that having that uncomfortable conversation, or it could be uncomfortable, maybe it's not, maybe for some of you it is, but I think getting on the other side of it, you'll never know until you talk about it. I've loved talking to you, Paulina. I've loved learning about the erotic blueprint. I'll put all the stuff you shared in the episode notes along with where they can find your show and your social media. So what do you want to tell the Freaky Fam before you part? Mm, Okay. Well, Freaky Fam, fabulous Freaky Deaky fans. Um, One I think is discovery. Okay, take time to read about the different blueprints, take the quiz, really, really embody whatever is authentic to you sexually, and have the conversations with with your partner or if you're polyamorous, multiple partners. Be thoughtful, be engaging, be curious, learn about the other person's blueprint, not with judgment, but with curiosity and exploration. No blueprint is right or wrong. There is no moral tags involved here. It just is. And so I think when we can be curious and and really step into the other person's shoes and learn, that's where the magic happens. So first and foremost is have the tough conversation or have the the meaningful conversation. And then Mm -hmm. two, you know, have fun with it. This should be fun. This should be a good experience. Yes. This should be like exciting and wholehearted and and all of the deliciousness. Um, I agree. Yeah. And I think that's very helpful advice. 
And then in terms of finding me, I guess Shit Talking mm-hmm. Shrinks, you can listen on Apple, Spotify, Google. Again, Shit Talking Shrinks isn't just about you know um, intimacy. We cover all different mental health topics from yeah. imposter syndrome to burnout to mindfulness. I mean, I saw really, the it's endless. One, I had people reaching out to me asking about mental illness tying into relationships, and I saw that episode. That seemed really yeah. awesome. I want to listen to that one. Totally. Yeah. Gabe Howard. You have some really cool guests on there. So definitely go check their show out. I'll put a link in my episode notes. Amazing. Thanks for coming on. I'm so bummed that I didn't get to interact with your co-host, but no. I will uh, go listen to the chemistry y'all have over there. Y'all seem really fun together. Yes. Well, Jordan, we are so grateful. You are the fucking tits. I just had to use a sexual uh, yeah. thing here. Um, <laughs> we're grateful. I hope everyone enjoyed today's episode. If so, leave me five stars on Apple Podcasts. You can leave a rating on Spotify, I'm sure, too. Can't write a review, but you can still go to Apple Podcasts and write me one. It's much appreciated. Helps me so much. Make sure you're subscribed to the show. Sometimes you might think you are, and you're actually fucking not. So checky, checky. Love you long time. See you next Monday.